And we are back with another Black Widow Cream Podcast. New episode every single Wednesday and Sunday. I'm your host, Ben Haggerty, a.k.a. Ben Real Verse World. And today's special guest is my girl, Brandy Marie King. She is an actress, content creator, and social influencer who made a name for herself on Vine, creating sketch videos with people like King Batch, Was Goods, Black, Woody the Great, and many others. With the closing of Vine, Brandy moved to Instagram where she was able to capitalize on the early stages of influencer marketing. She established herself as a full-time influencer working with major brands. Brandy has built a following of over 300,000 followers on her Instagram, another 300,000 on Facebook, where her content includes comedy sketch videos, movie reviews, and more. Brandy now has established herself as a movie reviewer after creating relationships with all the major film studios. She attends some of the biggest film premieres in Los Angeles to give fans behind-the-scenes looks, first impressions, and full reviews on her YouTube channel. In this episode, some of the things that we talk about are a life crisis moment she experienced where she decided to drop everything and move to Los Angeles with no plan. Finding jobs as a PA to try and open up doors in the industry. Getting casted to be in a Pharrell music video. How she was able to get 60,000 followers on Vine without even posting on her own feed. Stories from the trips that she takes to interview celebrities and do movie reviews like her trip to New York City where she was able to interview the GOAT Sandra Bullock. All of that and so much more in this episode you will learn about the inner workings of social influencer brand deals, the art of creating content for different platforms and making a full-time living off creating content for Instagram, you will learn how to break into the industry and what it takes to achieve your goals. I am stoked for you guys to hear this interview, but if this is your first time tuning the podcast, you are probably wondering. What the fuck is Black With No Cream? Great question. Black With No Cream is the illest educational resource for content creators fueled by caffeine. Or at least I take my coffee Black With No Cream, but you can drink or not drink whatever caffeine you fuck with and still be a part of our community. We have thousands of members from all around the world working together by sharing content asking for feedback, passing tips and tricks along to one another with the goal of pushing each other to become the best motherfucking content creators on earth. And you can join our private group if you want to by going to bwnc.com slash join. We would love to fucking have you. Please join. All right, that's it. Enjoy the work week. Keep creating. Make sure to tune in every single Wednesday and Sunday for a new Black With No Cream podcast episode. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Black With No Cream. You can subscribe to us on our YouTube channel if you haven't already. We post a bunch of amazing educational content there for creators. And without further ado, I bring to you my interview with Brandy in the most epic podcast intro ever created right motherfucking now. Attention. If you stop this podcast recording at any time, you will die. I don't want to die. Do you want to live? Yeah. You have 24 hours to share this podcast with five people or you will die. I'm kidding. You won't die. You're just weak shit for not sharing. And the winner of the best motherfucking podcast goes to... Goes to... Black with no cream. What do you think? It's so fucking dumb and so fucking Ben Haggerty. I knew you would say that. <laughs> All right, we'll start now. That was good. That was a great intro. Um, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? You're great. I'm going to move this mic around just so it's, everyone can hear me in full HD. Um, I talk quiet, yeah. No, Brandy Marie King. Do you like to go by that full name? Is that how people will say, hello, Brandy Marie King? Yes. I am so mad that my Instagram, my whole branding is Love Brandy Marie. Yeah. Because I wanted to be Brandy Marie King or Brandy King. And when I first was like, all right, I'm a influencer, everybody talked me out of King because they were like, that's too masculine. And then really? when Beyonce started going by King B, I was like, <laughs> you see, guys, this could have been me. Could have been you. Yeah. The queen so of the king. So people think my last name is Marie. So that's why I'm like Brandy Marie King, because I don't want to take out Marie. Right. 
but I want to add King. I feel like that's pretty tough to deal with with like social media shit because yeah. it's like kind of stuck with what you start with. Mm-hmm. And I think my friends, my cousin grilled me, and I think I learned this early on when AIM was around. Did you ever fuck oh, around yeah. on AIM? Uh, I would have a new screen name like every week. Okay, no, you would have got on my nerves. <laughs> I know. All my friends that did that, I'm like, I cannot find you. That, and that was the problem. They would update with boyfriends' names and like, oh, oh man. Oh, I know, my skater dude, blah, 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 yeah. blah. What up, cuz? It's me. And he'd be like, <laughs> dude, stop changing your name or I'll never <laughs> accept you again. And I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of how this works, I guess. So, yeah. um, no, nah, I know. It's funny. I, I don't know if you remember this. There was a time where we made a video together a, long, a while back. Of course. With Woody. With Woody. And this yeah. shit never came out. I was about to ask because when I was on my way over here, I was like, did I ever see it or did I make up an edit? In it's, my head? I was trying to find it right, real quick before you came here and I don't know where it's on one of my drives. It's done. Okay. And it was funny. I think it's time to release. I think it has to. I sent it to Woody a bunch of times, but then he was like getting into his whole um, acting yeah, and like really kind of like crushing it. Yeah, not an influencer, yeah, not he's a like, dancer. I can't post this right now, but it was so fucking yeah. funny. There was like, it was, I think the concept was you came in all hot girl and he was on his phone and maybe you were his girlfriend and he was like swiping he or came something. came through the phone. Oh yeah, he came through the phone. Oh, yeah. it was you just like checking out Instagram and you were adoring mm-hmm. Woody. Damn, I forgot it. This was like over four years ago, I think. Yeah. Because at the time, uh, I met Woody through Chris Brown, and then mm-hmm. um, he linked me with you, and you guys were all just kind of making yeah. a ton of content around that time. I had just like, started buying around then. Right. But it was yeah. so funny. I, we need to redrop that one. We need to Or we need that. to drop it to begin with. I'm ready. Yeah. Um, but this is uh, not about Woody. Sorry, Doc. <laughs> hey, Woody. <laughs> it's not about you. Um, I feel like you've been doing so many different types of content over the since I met you since then you talk right. about being from doing Vine and mm-hmm. making that short form stuff you guys did a ton of shit and still do a ton of stuff with Facebook videos and all that stuff yeah. but now you're doing like movie reviews and I feel like you're at every I think I was ed- I was editing a video for The Rock um, highlighting and I think I saw you for like a, a second but it was like one of those things where I'm like nah probably for not Jumanji yeah and then I look at your Instagram and you had a picture of you in front of the Jumanji sign it was like the same thing I was yeah I am so excited this so I started getting invited to movies as an influencer maybe two or three years ago, and it might be like one every couple of months. Right. And then once you know, because once you get on Getty, you're kind of recognized a little bit more. You have a little bit more respect. And so I started finding my pictures on Getty, and then I kept getting invited more and more. I'm lucky enough to have relationships with almost every major studio. Yeah. So like I have direct contacts with Paramount, Universal, Damn. Um, Warner Brother, and just like having that relationship offline with them like they are just like text invites like it's not some formal it's like hey come out tonight sometimes it'll be related to like a brand deal but a lot of times they just know I love movies and Mm. the end goal is acting so I was kind of like all right I'm spending a lot of time watching movies going to premieres how can I like turn this into working kind of also so then I just started doing movie reviews just to see how that would go and get me on camera and like hold myself to uploading to YouTube because I abandoned my channel for like two years oh man oh man so yeah this is the whole rebuilding phase right so I also researched like it's a lot of guys who do movie reviews and they get sometimes too deep and like 
go all technical and it's just like I want to be like the girl next door who's mm. kind of telling you should you see it or not right. and like what I liked and disliked and kind of what to expect I don't want to give away spoilers though right so I'm not that girl so the process is you would go to you go to a movie you do the whole red carpet which is cool because yeah. in the videos you like show behind like yeah I like to do my behind stuff. the scenes yeah and then you watch the film and then just come back and report on it immediately and try to get it up as like soon as possible the first time I did that was for bad boys this time the other times I would wait till the next day or a couple days to marinate sometimes I would want to see it twice because I would get distracted in the film like you gotta watch it a little bit different when you're gonna review it like pay attention to different things instead of just enjoying it yeah so I'm still trying to come up with my formula I also think it matters it depends on the movie Mm. like Joker was intense so I could not like oh what was this shot like I was like scared for my life so I did have to like marinate on that and then put it out but bad boys I stayed up till 4 a.m. doing the review and then I realized I looked a little tired I was a little (laughs) delirious so maybe we won't do that again yeah because like if you did you went to the um you went to the red carpet for Joker and 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 bad boys and you do Mm -hmm. all this stuff so for people who don't understand timeline wise what time is that usually starting at? Because you have to get ready, you're wearing oh, yeah. nice it's, clothes and doing all this it's stuff. It's a whole day. Like I also got to get better at that because I've decided I'm tired of doing my hair and makeup. Like Sometimes I'll do it, but sometimes it's better to just like sit down, relax before the chaos of a carpet. Right. So for bad boys, I started getting my makeup done at three. And then from three to maybe six is like hair, makeup, getting dressed, and then ubering to tcl um the chinese theater and they're doing this thing now where there's like a pre-red carpet party reception so that started at 5 30 where it's like drinks and bars and food and oh, you're just shit. in the middle of hollywood boulevard yeah just having a party um and then like will and martin roll up in their porsche at like 6 15 and the movie doesn't start till almost eight God so it's damn. a long day. Yeah. yeah. And then you're trying to edit something and be Oh, yeah. I didn't edit review. that night. I just like shot it and then I spent the whole next day right. editing. Jeez. Yeah. Nice. But it's it's super cool to be able to like be like, yeah, just like pull up and party in the middle of Hollywood yeah, and get to see famous crazy. people and mingle and shit. Is it? Okay. I, I want to get to the, we could talk about this. We will talk about <laughs> yeah. this, but there's so much more that happened to get you to this point. Oh, Where yeah. are you from originally? And how did you start getting into like creating? So I'm from Sacramento. California, California. Yeah. Yes. Um, And I went to school in UC San Diego or at UC San Diego. And the goal was I'm going to move to LA right after college. Right. That didn't happen. I didn't, I could not get a internship anywhere. I wanted to be an entertainment reporter. So I was like, I'm going to work for E. I'm going to move to LA. Didn't happen. I had to move home, you know, had no money, was trying to save up. And my whole family, they really wanted me to be like a state worker, like an office job with benefits. Like that's all safe. Yeah, safe. And I just knew deep down, I was like, this is not what I want to do. But technically I was qualified, overqualified for a lot of jobs that like my family was trying to help me get. And like I spent a year and a half applying and like not getting jobs that I'm overqualified for. So I'm like, this just means I'm not supposed to do it. Mm. Like I'm trying too hard to do something I don't want and it's not even working. Um, And then a lot of things happened. I just did a YouTube about this. Uh, My boyfriend like showed up on my doorstep and broke up with me. My car got broken into. Um, My dad had me move out. I had to live on my friend's couch. All this like within a week. What? Yeah. Okay. And I was like, all right, 
F this. I'm going to LA. Had no plan. Luckily, my cousin, um, I had two cousins out here, and one of them had a roommate that kind of just dipped on her, put her in a bad spot. Right. And I was like, well, I'm going to come. And I had enough like just to pay for one month's rent. Right. Again, no job lined up, and I just moved here. My first job was, I don't know if you know the show Judge Faith. It's like a Judge Judy show. Okay. And I was the person that would go to the Inglewood courthouse and look up cases to like pitch to the show. Damn. So I would drive to Inglewood every day, wait in line with all these people who really want to like sue people. And I'm just <laughs> like, oh, which one's interesting? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then that became too much. And then... Another cousin, I found my family is huge. I'm Cape Verdean, black, Portuguese, Mexican, Indian, and Irish. My Cape Verdean side is huge. And so since I moved here, a lot of my family was finding out like, oh, you have a cousin that lives out there too. My cousin Antonio, he worked for this production company called Pretty Bird. Okay. I don't know if you've heard yeah, of Yeah, yeah, I've heard of Pretty Bird. Yeah, and so he was able to get me an in-house PA job. And Dope. I was like, oh my God, I made it. Yeah, I'm right. I'm a PA, I'm on set. Like my first job was a cover girl commercial with Katy Perry Damn. on the Universal lot. And I was just like, Oh my God, I'm yeah. here. You got celebrity plus the lot. Like, yeah, uh, I your was lot just experience. Like, I was loving it yeah. until I found out what a runner was. Oh, yeah. And that was my job for the day. And then it turns into me driving down Hollywood Boulevard crying, having a breakdown because I can't find her certain bottled water <laughs> that is only sold at this store. And so then I was like, all right, this is stressful. So I'm an in house PA. I'm like, I'm loving it, but at the same time, it's like getting coffee, going grocery shopping. Yeah, the like, grunt. No one. So then, yeah. this was like my Hollywood moment. So Paul Hunter, he was there working on stuff with Dr. Dre at the time, and also Pharrell. This was like right when Apple Music was about to launch, right. and Pharrell had the song Freedom. Mm. And so I would see Paul here and there. I mean, I loved all his Where? music at, videos. Where? During your Bird. internship? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You were, you were a full-time PA? Yeah. Got it. At Pretty Bird. Got so it. it was like nine to five, yeah, Culver right. City. Um, and so, yeah, he pulls me aside one day. He's never talked to me before. And I just remember, like, I'm walking back to my desk. I just made copies or something. He was like, look at me. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> He's like, let me see your eyes. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I'm just like staring at him. Oh, then he pulls out his phone and he's like, takes a picture of me. And I'm like, uh, and he was like, I'm sending that to Pharrell. I'll get back to you. I was like, what? What? So then next thing I know, an hour later, he's like, can you be on set tomorrow? And I'm thinking to PA. I'm like, yeah, I want to go <laughs> be on that set. And he's like, all right, you're going to be our Indian girl. Um, they'll give you the details. So he just cast me in the video wow. to play. I guess they like literally went all the way to India to find a girl that looked like the National Geographic cover. Yeah. You know that girl yeah. with like the crazy eyes? And they couldn't find anybody. And this is literally the day before and it the was, shoot. And it was you. And it was me. So, so I get was that like a main girl? Are you like a main? I'm like, it's like a five second clip. It's like they just have a lot of cuts of okay. like people around the world. Oh, got it. Um, And so I was like, oh my God, I made it. I'm a star. It's over. Uh, I quit. Like, you I quit like, your job. This is my, no, I didn't quit, but <laughs> that's like, what I thought. So I show up the next day and it was so funny because everybody I worked with is now like, do you want coffee? Yeah. <laughs> wow. All my friends are like jealous and mad and I, it was crazy. So now I'm on set getting directed by Paul Hunter and in a Pharrell video, never did anything in my life yet. 
So that was my first experience, and then nothing happened after that. I mean, I was in it, but I was still a PA, you know, no right. agent, no nothing. Right. And then I go to a Super Bowl party. I was, the only people I kind of knew out here at the time were the Wayans family. I had met Craig Wayans, which is um, Marlon and Sean's, like the, a nephew and their other nephew, Greg, um, and a couple comedians, Howard and Fu. And I was kind of just like the homie, like the girl homie with them. Like I would go to all their comedy shows and kind of just hang out. So they took me to a Super Bowl party, which happened to be at Lamorne Morris's house. Right. Um, I didn't even really know who he was at the time either. I didn't really watch New Girl, but sure. I heard about it. And funny so, dude. Yeah, he's Very hilarious. And at the time, that was where I met everybody that I didn't know who they were until later. So like Wes, Daystorm, Leanne, Batch, everybody was there, like top Viners at the yeah. time. And uh, Wes approached me. Um, <laughs> funny story because he just came up to me and was like i love you and then walked away <laughs> um <laughs> okay yeah fast forward we're dating now yeah. <laughs> and uh but at the time he's like do you want to shoot videos with us and i was like what do you mean he's like let's do vines and, and you like, weren't paying attention to them no, but you I knew I still had a private Instagram, like hiding from employers. Like, no, I was not, I didn't even know what social media was really. I didn't make any videos. I had no idea what Vine was. I didn't even have the app on my phone. So you, like, to you, when you're at this party, you don't even realize, like you don't no, realize that I these people are like the, no, the ones killing I'm just killing in the it. corner, scared, nervous, right. been here like three months, just like, oh, Super Bowl. I don't know anybody. Hold on, before we get to, into this section, mm-hmm. Take me back real quick. When you were in school, your goal was to become like a reporter for E. Mm-hmm. So, like, how did? What was the programs that you were taking for that? Like, what do they I, offer for school? I did media communications. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, I love my school, but I wish I would have went to like Northridge. Okay. Um, that I was debating between those two because the UC was so research based, mm. and it was a lot of just like reading and writing, and they didn't have any like on camera programs or anything like that. Right. Whereas like Northridge, they had on camera classes and all this stuff. So. I was taking like communication and stuff, but again, it was very research. And then I would take acting on the side because deep, deep down, that's what I really wanted to do. So I did improv and I trained acting and they're known really well for their acting school. Like James Avery, Hmm. he graduated from there and he was huge in their theater community. Um, So it was good to be able to take those classes to kind of like get a sense of what that's like, but you weren't fully indulged with it. It wasn't like full-time acting or full-time on camera. No, I still had to like hit my requirements and like do classes. I didn't really want to take algebra two or some stupid. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I took, I I was communications all day too. So it was like, I hate math. It's like, why am I doing this? If I don't, if I just want to pick up that camera forever, you know what I mean? Exactly. It is what it is. Yeah. So what I, what I want to get at was like you taking, going to school and then kind of having this transition moment where at one point you're looking to be a city worker you're moving mm-hmm. to LA and winging it, and you're just kind of in the mix as a PA. When you were a PA, were you satisfied? Like, what was your mentality at that point being a PA? Were you thinking, all right, I'm PAing, I'm just running around making photocopies, mm-hmm. getting coffee, whatever, but I see my boss is like this, or there's an ex- executive that does this, or this mm-hmm. producer does this. Did you start seeing interest in that, or was it always like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I know I wanna act, or I wanna be talent at some point? 
It was kind of the second. I am very observant. So even if like I knew, like I didn't think I wanted to be a director, but I was still like, if a director was around, I would be asking questions like, right. oh, how do you know? How do you know how to pick this lens? Or like I would talk to the sound people or the lighting people. I was kind of just trying to get a ground of like everything because I've heard a lot of celebrities say like you should know your way from the front and to behind the camera yeah, so true. I was like no matter what like I'm learning something mm. and I was just happy to be there in the beginning and it was just like rent like I have to be here no matter what yeah. because this was my first time living on my own and like LA rent versus even Sacramento rent is triple Yeah. so yeah it was kind of a mix of everything I was just like adjusting to LA, adjusting to this type of entertainment world. Yeah. And then how am I going to move forward? Which is a great advice because that is, it is so true mm -hmm. to be able to get in and see everything from a ground up position. And like yeah. you, some people don't like look at it like, Oh, I don't want to be known. Like, I don't want people to know. I just ran and got this person coffee a bunch oh, of times no. or clean yeah. coffee up off the ground or some dumb shit. Mm -hmm. But it's like being in that position, you're able to eyeball every job yeah, and get a grip on like, Oh cool. That's how the director does this. Or that's how yeah. the actor that's, this is what the actor does be between takes and you yeah. kind of just get like an inside. Yeah, And scoop. everybody's so different and they have such different methods. Mm. And so you kind of got to see what works for you. And now I appreciate everybody on set like so much. Right. Like just seeing that lighting comes like hours earlier just to make you look good. Yeah. Like I don't think people really understand that. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, okay. So you're at the party. You're, yeah. Uh, Wes kind of confesses to you that he loves you <laughs> and Loki invites you to make content. Well, he didn't even ask me at that time. Literally, that's all he said is I love you and walked away. Oh, I didn't okay. see him the rest of the night. So like later on. Then he stalked me on Instagram because I think I had just made my profile like unprivate or like public. Um, scrolled all the way to my first picture, which I think was a baby picture. And he's like, congratulations, I found you. Or something like that. And then so I'm like, all right, this weirdo. Dude, he had a plan. He had a master plan. I mean, you guys, how long yeah. have you guys been dating? Uh, we're going on four years. <laughs> yeah, he had a master plan. Yeah. That's, that's hilarious. Shout out to him. Yeah. And then so months of me dodging him. I'm like, I'm not trusting no guy in L.A., that's all I kept hearing. And then also just being out of a, a relationship that was like a three year relationship. So I was like, I'm going to do me for a year. Right. That didn't last long. Mm. Um, our first date was going to Pitch Perfect 2 movie premiere because um, he had shot some stuff for Esther Dean. He was still kind of a direct known as a director then, but transitioning to like a huge Viner. Um, he still like plays both sides. Right. But it was more director back then, like music videos. Now he doesn't do music videos yeah. anymore. Um, but yeah, and then so the first day, I had randomly got a day off from Pretty Bird, like, cause they were all gone or something. And I show up and I'm like, what do I wear? Like, I'm literally like, what am I doing? What do I wear? <laughs> yeah. How Do I need to bring anything? And yeah. they're like, no, we just shoot like comedy videos, like just dress cute, just dress casual. Cause I was like, okay. So then I show up and we do maybe like six vines in that day. I did like one with Leanne, one with Splack, one with Wes. And then they're all like texting me like, all right, what's your vine so we can tag you? I'm like, oh, I don't even have one. Oh my God. So I make one right then. Right. And that's when I chose Love Brandy Marie, which I'm like, oh my God, why did I do that? Um, yeah. And then I wake up to like 60,000 followers. Damn. And I was like, uh, and I I didn't even have a video yeah, on my page on yet. Your it was just like tagging. Yeah. And then so I was like, okay, this 
this is going to be a problem because I'm like, I kind of like doing these mm-hmm. and this is fun. And I don't think anybody at the time was really making money yet. Right. Like there were a couple brand deals here and there, but it was so like new. Because you're, this is like the like brink of everything flipping because if no one's making money yet everyone's still trying to figure yeah. out what this app is it's mm-hmm. like tiktok right now it's like so many yeah. people are like what the hell's happening but they're still getting gang of followers yeah brands are probably like trying to decide where to throw money at mm-hmm. but in vine it was the same way like yeah no one really understood what was happening mm-hmm. so you activate your account and you're starting to work with it oh by the way at that party did anyone explain to you who these people were no so you just no. went as a homie and, and no one was like, these are, this is, you know what I mean? When you're at a party, yeah, some no. people's like, who's that person? Who's that person? They can like run it down for no, you. No, I was kind of just observing. I was just like talking to random people. I don't even really remember who I talked to, but I was definitely just super shy right. and kind of to myself yeah. and watching the game and halftime. And right. Yeah. Okay. So, so you, you make the first video, you get 60,000 followers, which is nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, how does that shift your play as like, cause you're still PA and you're still making your yeah, money there. So I still had to do all of that. Um, still trying to get, I was getting, so I was working at Pretty Bird by day and still kind of doing extra PA jobs on the side by night, like right. music videos. Cause you know, they're yeah, yeah. super late. Right. Um, and then everything changed. I got laid off because I answered the phone. I was filling in for the receptionist for the day, which I am not a receptionist. And I guess I didn't know that it was one of the bosses calling and I didn't recognize her number. So by me saying, hi, this is Pretty Bird, how can I help you? She got pissed off because I didn't address her as who she was. Whoa. And then the next day I'm laid off. And then, wow. so I'm like, oh my, what am I gonna do? I have no job lined up. So I'm having this mental breakdown um, like just stressing out about work and then it actually just gave me more time to shoot with them so as I'm like looking for jobs and doing temp work I'm like kind of shooting three times a week four times a week right and then at this time also I think is when everybody switched to Instagram they had just launched the 15 second video right and Vine was doing some stuff like trying to like not diss them but they were doing something where everybody was like we're leaving Vine right I don't know what they did um, so yeah, everybody left Vine, and then we just started making like twice as long Vines on Instagram, and then my following started growing there. And I think at 10k was the first time I got approached approached for like 200 dollars to promote a shirt or something. Wow. Yeah. On Instagram. Yes. So you never really had much of like a presence on Vine outside no. of just being in people's sketches, but no, I made like maybe three or four. And then left the, the app. Yeah. Right. As soon as I was getting warmed up, I'm like, all right. And they're like, we're gone. I'm yeah. Like, okay. Because that was like a big deal when they, yeah. it was like a, pr- a protest low key. Yeah. Like, and that's what shut the whole app down is everyone's yeah. like, fuck it, we're out of here. Yeah. But it's such like a, a hard muscle to learn to make six second videos. I was like trying so hard to make ideas, but they were like two minute ideas. They're right. Like, no, you got to be quicker. You got to hit this quicker. And I'm like, no, but I really want to say this. And they're like, you don't have time. Right. So I wasn't getting the formula yet before everybody quit which is why i didn't have a lot of vines right damn so you start to make the instagram stuff for your yeah so i started making instagram videos still again that that was back in the day when nobody was really that busy and we could just spend hours making videos that you could like save up for weeks and put out um and i think i i was still like temping here and there with jobs um 
the $200 brand deal didn't pay the rent? <laughs> no. <laughs> what yeah. was it for? Do you remember what it was for? It was literally like a random shirt company. Like, it was just like, we'll give you 200 bucks to make wear yeah, our shirt like, in a video. Yeah, can you post this and tag this? And I was like, oh my gosh, I've made it. Again, I was like, this that is That pretty it. much is making <laughs> yeah. it. That's really it. Yeah. You got paid to do something yeah. cool. But I came up with like, I was so blessed to come up with people who already knew the game right. that like I wasn't making a lot of rookie mistakes. Like mm. I would always check in with Wes or like it's for female stuff like Fashion Nova. I remember talking to Leanne and she was like, mm, don't take that deal because then this might happen later. Like stuff I wouldn't think about that yeah. they all went through. Right. So that really helped like just skip a lot of like hurdles. Right. Because were you, yeah. you were managing you. Oh, yeah. I was pretending to be my manager sometimes or assistant, like writing in third person. Brandy right. would love to do this. And yeah. Making my own deck. I was doing everything. Yeah. What would you have to make decks for? It was like pitching, pitching yeah. what your content Kinda would be? When you start working with brands, you want to show like I've worked with this company, this company. So like just putting all the logos on mm. a sheet, like super basic, just because a lot of people weren't doing that at the time. And it stands out like, oh, they have their own deck. Like, yeah. That's kind of official. Were you learning that from working at Pretty Bird or? Um, from Wes from and Wes? everybody else. Yeah. So those dudes have been doing it um, for a while. Mm -hmm. At that point, they were they already crushed Vine. Them moving yeah. meant that they get to move like a herd of people to their the new app, you know, to mm -hmm. go to Instagram. And at that point, they were making tons of brand deals and plays like that, right? Yeah, I remember this is like when Lyft came out. I think Daystorm, it wasn't even monetary back then. They just did rides. Daystorm got like 500 lift rides. And so like that was a- Like free rides? Yeah, like wherever, no limit. It's like you get in the car, if you wanna go to Malibu, wow. like, cool, that's a ride. So it was cool like looking back now, like all these startups, people didn't know what it was yet, but yeah. we were kind of the guinea pigs, like mm -hmm. trying all of these things. So that all stuff like that also helped with rent. So a lot of times I wasn't really getting money for brands, it was more like perks. So I would right. try to find a way like, oh, well, if I work with this hair care company, I'm not spending Paying this yeah. to buy my of products course. that I'm going to need. So I like finessed it that way also, like you, reaching out to brands. You could just um, fuck 500 rides. You could act like you're a car service and just pick people <laughs> up. Where'd you need to go? Yeah, I need to go over here. All right, I got you. And you just post up in the front with the driver. <laughs> yeah, it was Charge them for a ride. That is nuts. They were having a, I think him and Batch were like, battling it out who can get more rides because back then that was when you would share your code oh, and right. then if somebody used it then you would get another ride mm. so them posting it out to millions hundreds of thousands followers yeah they were racking them that's up that's insane and then lyft was like okay we're yeah, done with that we can't afford yeah. to give everyone a ride yeah. to whatever they want that's crazy i remember um i remember going over with rudy and mancuso and he would ha at mm -hmm. the vine 1600 vine or whatever yeah. And that's when everyone was moving into that place mm -hmm. and posting up and like collaborating, doing all this stuff. And yeah. we were driving up the garage and someone in the back of the seat was like, damn, like it was a bunch of these exotic cars that were all mm -hmm. in this apartment apartment complex or whatever. And Rudy was kind of like, that's that person's, that's that, that person's or whatever. And then mm -hmm. he was like, a lot of these kids are so dumb with the way they do these deals or their money that they're literally going out and buying these cars. And mm -hmm. Rudy was in this Mustang it was like a brand new, I don't know anything about cars, but a nice one or <laughs> yeah. whatever. And we're cruising. He's like, like this car, I literally got the car as a brand deal. Like they gave me the vehicle plus 
like a bag and yeah. he's like and this is my car i don't i'm not gonna go buy another car when they're just gonna give me one to ride around and make one video right and i was like damn a flex b mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. But he's like, these people buy these two, $300,000 cars and then they just yeah. sit there. They don't ride them because they're always in the same building making videos. You yeah. know what I mean? And then now the app, you know, the market starts getting clustered with a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure brand deals value go lower, et cetera. But, um, but it is interesting to think back then where people like him are just getting a vehicle or you're able to yeah. get like small things. It that was will make so her- new. It was like, there was companies that were like taking a really big risk. Like, all right, we're going to try it with this influencer. And then there's companies that were like still trying to like, they know they needed us or they wanted us, but they would still treat us. But like, no, you're an influencer. Right. So it's like, you either want to work with us or you don't. Right. Like, what yeah. would what would be so then so you get your first check or whatever. Mm-hmm. Your focus now, and I'm sure everyone's encouraging you. Like, all right, cool, you can make a ton of money off this. Like, we should start strategizing how you can reach out to brands, or or were you kind of waiting for brands to hit yeah. you? I waited for a little bit because it was still new, and I was like nervous to like show my profile if it didn't represent like what they represented so mm. I think that's why I kind of tried to diversify like I would show my sporty side I would right. show my glam side I would show I'm into movies I'm into comedy so that I could approach a shirt a certain brand and show like I do do this content right um so I think the first company I reached out to was Ulta and that was like me pitching to them and then I got it and I was like, oh my God, it worked. Right. It was like for some face mask or something. And that kind of like gave me the confidence to just keep reaching out because then it was like, all they can do is say no. Of course. So I'm, I have nothing to lose. So then I started making goals every day. I had to send out at least 10 emails or 10 DMs because sometimes it, at the time they didn't even have like influencer marketing departments. It was just like customer right. service. And people were like, <laughs> so wait, who do you want to talk to? What's yeah. wrong with your bed? I'm like, no, I don't have a bed. Yeah, I want I a want Casper it. bed. <laughs> and they're like, oh, we have a coupon code. I'm like, no, no, no. So then I would go to their Instagram and see like, oh, they only have like 500 followers. Right. But that also meant they weren't really checking it. So it's a lot of like waiting and kind of following up and yeah oh my god it's such a game too because Mm -hmm. you you guys are literally the pioneers of this space you know um to to kind of guess and then you also don't know what your value is you Mm -hmm. know what i mean that was hard too because so many girls were accepting like almost anything mm. so that when i would be like this is literally my value and they're like literally I don't care if I'm mentioning them, but like all the tummy teas, like they got on my nerves because <laughs> they would reach out to me once a week. They would have a new person. It's like, oh, here's $150 for 10 posts. And I 10 like, posts? Yeah, something ridiculous like that. And I'm at least at a 200K by now. And I'm like, no. And they're like, well, so-and-so did it for this much, so there's no way we're paying you that much. And I'm just like, okay, okay bye. bye. Right. The next week. Hi, this is Margaret from Flat Tummy Tea. I'm like, Margaret, tell Dan, Billy, Joe, <laughs> yeah. and Pam that I do not want to do it. Right. And also yeah. make some sort of spreadsheet so you can mark out that I've said no. Yeah. Also, like, I never just accepted stuff I didn't really want. Like, there were people that kind of just took any brand deal and right. then it's kind of like what that doesn't even match what you're into i learned again from everybody like don't compromise your brand mm. so just whatever represents you and like i don't really do alcohol like because i have a younger audience too right. so i 
really took responsibility of like, all right, what do I want my reputation to be? I have my grandma on my Instagram. Like <laughs> yeah, right. I have a lot of people watching. Yeah. yeah. I've, and I think that's what I notice a lot. in like a lot of YouTube people like kind of reviewing, like you'll see different creators be like, this is how much I made this year. And they'll be honest mm-hmm. with you because I have nothing to lose. I'm going to show you exactly how I did it. And they always say that some of the biggest brand deals that they've been offered, they turn down because it compromises. It's usually some bullshit, yeah. scammy brand. And mm-hmm. that's gotta be tough to make that decision because it's like, yeah. damn, I could do this for like a dumb big bag. Yeah. And it is just one post or whatever, you know, you have to like mm-hmm. make that decision. Have you had to deal with that a lot? Like as yeah. far as like finding these? There was one time where it was like, I was literally like, I have three days to make rent, like towards the beginning of it all and can't remember what it it was something I didn't want to do maybe like a tobacco company or like cigarettes or something and yeah. it was like all we need is you holding it and saying this and I was like I was trying to make excuses for myself well mm. I'm only holding it yeah I'm not smoking it or something like that and then I was just like no it's not worth it and Wes would always say like there'll always be more like right. this isn't the end like no. this yeah so then i'd always be like all right i'm turning this down good karma's gonna come i'm gonna get something that's better for me and for more money probably right. and it happened yeah yeah um when when did you quit well wait you got fired from pretty bird so then mm-hmm. you, you would do like one-off jobs when did you kind of did you transition into like i'm gonna be a full-time creator and make my money off of brand deals and yeah, stuff yeah i think when i hit around 100k that was when i was able to be like all right this brand deal from jolly rancher will pay for bills for like one and a half months right so then i have a whole month to either pick up side jobs or another brand deal until the next month that's literally like how my life went yeah. it's like this brand deal needs to cover the bills it right. wasn't about like oh this is my value at the time yet my rate was like my bills right so that's what I would base it off. Of. That's so smart. And then, and then you know, the va- the the good thing about that is you're saying, all right, cool. This is one and a half months. That's mm-hmm. you know, forty two days that I can spend making videos and growing my account yeah. and potentially reaching out to you know, you're doing ten emails a day or whatever. Yeah. Like you never know who you're gonna hit at that point. Mm-hmm. And then the goal would be that it starts just like duplicating, and then you have like triples. Yeah. And, you, you know what I mean? You're getting mm-hmm. all these different brands coming in, so that you're making that content. Did it become different. regular at a certain point, like where it was kind of working, or do you try to stagger your posts so they're not always ads? Oh yeah, was I definitely concern? was trying to stagger. Like, there's a couple times, like even last year, like towards Christmas is like when a lot of people want ads. So right. December, it was like. Um, I think it was the California Lottery, Best Buy, and like Verizon. They all wanted posts like within a week. Hmm. And I was like, I can't do that. Or I would have to post like three photos in a day just so on my grid it right. wouldn't be back to back. But yeah, I always try to spread it out so I don't feel like a addy page. Do you think it actually is a bummer for people? What, to see our ads? Yeah, like if you just ran it and posted like two ads back to back, do you think that, because it's, the funny thing about the way we consume mm-hmm. is it's so fucking quick. Like I we're know. just like, scroll, watch it, scroll. We were just talking about this on one of our morning roast episodes, but we're like, Dave was saying how he'll be watching a video for like 10 seconds and it's like a minute long and then he scrolls, but then he realizes like, why did I scroll? I want to watch that video. Yeah. Like we're triggered to go pop, 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 pop. That's true. Especially now with TikTok culture where it kind of scrolls for you yeah. when it's done. I've noticed that like, yeah, I've naturally kind of just scrolled and then have to go back. But as far as ads, 
I I wouldn't care because like I like to make like good content, like quality content. So I'm making a funny good video. Right. It just happens to be sponsored mm-hmm. by Nike. Um, I think what happens that I have to pay attention to, which I wish I didn't, is the performance of it. Because once people read the caption and they see ad or sponsor, they already want to tune out. They Mm. already have an attitude towards it, even though it could be really good. Right. So you have to find ways to, like, get them immediately to stay so that you can report back to the brand like it did good. Right. That's the biggest challenge for me. So what would be, like, a strategy? Is it just, like, making sure that the video or the photo immediately pops within the first second so that they're tuned in right away? Or is it finding creative ways to create captions so that it's not yeah is both of those so there's a lot of companies that think they can make really good captions and they can't and it's just like i would never say that yo guys check this out this awesome and like i don't even use the word awesome right like i don't want to say that so luckily sometimes brands are cool where there's just like as long as you touch on this point make it your own yeah also when they want to have a whole paragraph i'm like no that's too much so it's tailoring the caption and then finding a clever way where it's just not in your face product placement. It might be in the corner hmm. and I'm like talking about it. Yeah. So it depends on what it is. Sometimes like you do have to have it in your face. Like if I'm doing a face mask, I have to put it on. But I might be like I made it, it funny where like I accidentally FaceTime the guy I'm talking to and he wasn't supposed to see me in it. So it's just like maneuvering it like fits, around it. Yeah, it like yeah. fits that. Hmm, that's interesting. So we're brands looking at it was it more important for a brand to be attached to like your following count or would it be about how the video itself performs? Like would, would you be like, Oh, Hey, I'm averaging like this many views per video or likes Mm -hmm. or whatever, whatever to showcase that or comments or whatever. Yeah. How do brands kind of value, um, Back in the day, it was definitely followers. It's like if you had numbers, oh my god, that's we all have people to work cared about. You. Yeah, and then they started catching on that, like, okay, this person has two million followers, but why are they only getting fifty thousand likes? Right. That means we're not reaching them, which also ties into the algorithm and the chronological order changing and all of that. So everybody was kind of just like, what do we pay attention to? Even us, we're like, what do we showcase? Do we show right. our engagement? Do we care about comments? Um, that's when people would start rewarding fans for commenting like, hey, like this photo and I'll spam your page or comment this emoji. Like that was all everybody trying to figure out how right. to get everything up. So some brands, they really just care. I feel like they're going more towards like micro influencers now because they have a better connection with fans. Right. They have more time to engage with them and respond to comments and Usually micro-influencers are very, like, focused on one specific topic, like, whether it's hair care or, like, beauty. Yeah. So I think now it's more about what content you have and if it represents you. Right. Versus the numbers. It's true, though, because if you look at, like, whoever, someone with millions of followers, mm-hmm. like, the people are just so needy to specific types of content where they're just yeah. continuing to scroll by whoever it is if they're not posting what you you want from them or whatever mm-hmm. and i think brands don't understand that but when you look at like a micro level of it like when we we've done we did a couple contests and it's so cool to think of it from the standpoint of like uh, we're doing a contest everyone's creating videos around it but each person has their own reach like yeah. whether they're 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 the shit in their town and like mm-hmm. when they post their video it's like their whole all their friends and family are reacting to it but that's low-key like marketing 
Mm-hmm. Like you're mar- low-key marketing these people and the, the reaction and action to entertain or respond or comment or whatever yeah. is so high, It's it makes more sense in the, val- that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So then would you say, cause you have like 300,000 people that follow your stuff at this mm-hmm. point, there's then there's a ton of accounts that will have millions. Yeah. Do you put yourself in a micro-influencer stand- bracket? Cause that's a no. shit ton, 300,000 is a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's frustrating when like everybody around me was like, at millions now but then also like a lot of people should be at a million that aren't and there are people at a million like you shouldn't be right um it's i think micro influencer is like fifty thousand or less okay and then there's macro like there's these different tiers now but i feel like those keep changing too i feel like i'm somewhere in the middle right it's interesting yeah because it's so many people like that's like going viral or whatever like you had like sixty thousand made you instantly and a mm-hmm. micro influence. You know what I mean? Without yeah. you didn't have any videos. It's <laughs> just so I funny. Know, it's That's insane. So so as things progress, like what are you how are you experimenting with content? Because now you're kind of like living yeah. your dream originally from college. It's like you're able to start mm-hmm. making content in front of the camera. You're experimenting with like yeah. styles and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um what was what was like some of the stuff that you were excited that you were doing at that time? Um at what time? Like you- during during this era where you're like on Instagram, you're making these like 15 second videos and that oh, okay. grows into longer form yeah. stuff. Um, I think kind of being able to do my reporty type stuff on YouTube is like what satisfied that like itch to be like a reporter. Cause like I'm always into celebrity stuff and like who's doing what. I, my first YouTube video was if Beyonce was pregnant um, for the Super Bowl performance. And so it was kind of like really talk show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, and that was something totally new. Like I had never really did any type of talk to you type of video right. on YouTube. I was like so scared of YouTube. Cause I'm like, what do I say? Right. So I started doing that. I started doing like question and answer videos, um, a little bit of beauty tutorials. So I feel like that was exciting because it's like stuff I've never tried but kind of wanted to do and realize I could do it and there is an audience for it. Um, And then even like maybe two years ago, whenever Ocean's 8 came out and Warner Brothers hired me to go interview the cast, I'm like, this is what I tried to internship for and go to school for. And I got it because I'm an influencer and because I talk about movies. That's crazy. So yeah, that was crazy. And like, meeting Sandra Bullock and Kate Blanchett and now Aquafina nobody really knew who she was at the time but I was like she's going to be hilarious. Yeah. And she took off. So And yeah. this was for your channel? Like you were yeah, making the video for your channel. Yeah, this was to make a channel. vlog on uh, YouTube. That's crazy. And I had 8,000 maybe right. at the time subscribers. Cuz when you were trying YouTube was it just to get the itch like fulfilled like I I just want to try these things and see because at at a certain point a lot it was crazy to watch like how people from Vine were moving everyone to other platforms Mm -hmm. because in case it died and a lot of people would push to YouTube and start making like two minute comedy sketches and like that became popular and then people are vlogging and that became popular Mm -hmm. Um, was that you kind of following that trend of things or were you just doing it to play like with ideas it was kind of play and I also wanted to do longer things like as I was saying earlier it was really hard for me to get short ideas I always had these grand ideas Mm. and at the time YouTube was the only place that you could have longer than a minute stuff so I was like, I need to figure out how I'm going to do YouTube. Yeah. And yeah, I wanted to do vlogs. Like I was just, I kept 
hearing everybody like you got to diversify you got to be on every platform um and so i was trying to do that also excited to do longer content and then kind of push myself to be on the camera more and test my editing skills right. and like because you know editing a one minute sketch we would do that on our phones on right. iMovie and so, <laughs> so like crazy. i had to learn final cut pro and the battle between do i want to do premiere do i like yeah. so it was back to like all right let me know how to do everything wow yeah so you guys were editing your vines on iMovie on your phone yeah oh and that when i when i showed up to do our first vines with an android that was the biggest like roast session i've ever been a part of because it was an iphone no it was not an iphone and here's this girl from sacramento I'm like i have the newest droid and they're like how are we supposed to airdrop it to you and right like, right i don't know what's airdrop yeah so then i would get clowned and then i did get an iphone now i get it like camera wise i get it. <laughs> i remember i remember like from a creative standpoint and just me being obsessed with editing and mm-hmm. stuff i would watch videos and just be like damn like i can hear the audio pop because they didn't throw like a cross dissolve on right. just like little small things mm-hmm. where i was like damn if we if i could have just done this i would have made that video so much more like real yeah, <laughs> or whatever see, and all that i learned from them like learning about sound and lighting like Crazy. i would not have paid attention to yeah. any of that stuff when woody now i'm bringing it back to woody when woody mm-hmm. came over because that was like the only time i really made a vine video for someone mm-hmm. else was with him and he came over um i can't remember who was on the video but i think black was in it and someone else and it was like they wanted to do something with my drone because I was flying drones mm-hmm. mad early. And I think I even reached out to like Amanda Cerny and she responded to me like, oh, your drone stuff's cool. Like, yeah. we, And I was like, holy shit, what if I get in that space and like could work with these? Like, Wait, was this in the backyard? Yeah. With I, Rome? Yeah, with Rome was in it too. I remember that. And By he the like pool? punches yeah. and he like flies in the air. And I was like, yeah. what if, and that's the idea. And they're like, oh, really? All right, cool. And they all stood behind me, which I didn't understand because they were just like, wanting the video done Mm -hmm. because like they're so used to just cutting it on their phones or whatever and i'm like on the computer i'm doing stuff and they're all like over my shoulder like wait what wait how did you do that so that fixes that damn that's crazy and i was just like yo how do you guys get bags and i don't get bags and you don't know how to do this shit that's crazy to me but that video is still on my twitter feed gets like it was so favorited it's insane i'm like how is this still popular to people like that was know. when drones were like super new Brand and new. like nobody could just go get one. Yeah, and, and we didn't just use it as like a establishing shot. It was like yeah. that's part of the surprise. Yeah, yeah, so it was funny. But I remember making that and just and then realizing how many people didn't understand it. It was cool when I started mm-hmm. working with like Rudy and like Lele and all these people because you get brought in from like yeah. a creative standpoint and they just do what they do and then the mm-hmm. videos try to be better. You know what I mean? Yeah, which was always exciting. So when you do the YouTube stuff, you know you're saying like. I only have a few thousand subscribers on there. Mm-hmm. Are you working to try to find ways to get people from Instagram to YouTube or are you just yeah. trying to like letting it be? Cause YouTube's its own world. It like, is. And it's the hardest world yeah? in my opinion. But yeah. now you talking about coming into like this review space. It's like, if you're, there's not very many women doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, you're getting access, which is hard. I would imagine that a yeah. lot of the other popular review channels, do they get access? No. Well, They'll get like screen, like press screenings, which are a little bit different than like the red carpet or influencer screenings. Yeah. So I feel like they are kind of just thrown in a theater. Like, here's the movie. Whereas, like, I'll get the buildup of it, I'll get the PR boxes. Like, I really start to get a feel of what the movie is and right. like what they're going for wise. 
uh, I don't think that makes sense. But no, I basically, get it. Like, like more yeah. of a build up instead of just like, oh, want to go to the screening tomorrow? It's like, I'll get a box like for the grudge. They sent me a box. Didn't know it was for the grudge. I never know what the, is in the box. And I What's open in it the up. Box? <laughs> There's hair. What? Just like hair all over the box. Do you know the movie The Grudge? Yeah. Okay. So it was like a track of hair. And there was a welcome mat. And then there was like sage and a, a house cleansing kit, like for spirits. So I'm like, okay, this is a lot. Like I get a lot of crazy boxes and that also makes it fun yeah. to like get me in the mood for the movie and start thinking about what I want to talk about and right. what to focus on when I watch That's it. That's so dope. I didn't like even that. know that they did that for films. Yeah. Yeah. I got one for Ma and it was literally like an iPad like I not a real one I don't know how they gave me this disposable like screen but I opened it and it's a video from Octavia like hey girl just want to let you know I'm having a house party tonight make sure you bring your friends we're gonna be drinking and then it just like that's the invite that's crazy yeah so they're really creative so that's when I like all the details and packaging and stuff like that no, I didn't even know that they did that. That's so cool. And that also adds to the experience of, of your video. Like yeah. to be able to show that you got this like exclusive thing mm-hmm. from them and it's like a yeah. collector's item. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like historical kind of to be able to have that. Yeah, as, I, like, I wish I could keep it all. I was trying for You have a to minute. send all that shit back? No, I don't have to send it back. I was like, like they I want can't the hair? keep it. No. <laughs> right. Like oh, I yeah, have to no literally room have no in room. my house. Right. Damn, true. Yeah. Shit. That's crazy. Like, I wish I could just have a shrine of, like, all my movie footage. <laughs> the people in the garbage place are just like, yo, what's going on in this right? chick's Goodwill house? Right, Goodwill is probably so confused right. when I drop stuff drop off. Drop it off some random ass, like, yeah. iPad and hair. They're like, this iPad's not even an iPad. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is this thing? Is yeah. it, is it, is it, okay, so as you're making these videos, and also you guys attack, like, Facebook really well. I feel oh, like yeah. you guys do, like, Facebook was mm-hmm. honoring any creator, and still I think right now it's, like, uh, no, there's no better time to mm-hmm. join Facebook because um, I was just talking to someone. Supercar Blondie, do you know her? No. She has a YouTube channel and a Facebook channel, but she just reviews cars. Like she'll just oh. get access to these like wild cool. cars and all this stuff. But she, they were telling us that Facebook's just like the place to be to post these videos because they're giving you way more money on ad revenue mm-hmm. or whatever, but also just trying to suggest it to a ton of people because yeah. they want people to go there for that. Um, but when you guys were doing it, it seemed like they were really honoring pages. Like, Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was like all of a sudden everyone was getting dumb numbers on Facebook. Yeah. And if you posted that it, grew it mattered. faster than my Instagram Did it? back then. Yeah. Was it because people knew you on Instagram or what, what do you, what were you I doing think on it's Facebook? Because more people were on Facebook back then. Right. Like a, a wider age range. Whereas like Instagram, you know, coming from just photos and like barely introducing video. Yeah. It's like not that many people were on there or on there that frequently. Mm. So you have Facebook where it was kind of still like people's MySpace checking up on friends. Right. And if you're in college. So it, you were getting more content, I feel like, on Facebook, which got more exposure for yeah. our pages. And we could still upload the videos. We could still, I don't know when we started going live, but like that was a big thing back then too. Like going live, yeah. it was like, oh my God, they're shouting out our name and all that stuff. Right. So yeah, it, I don't know why it was easier to get a following on Facebook. Huh. Would you, would that come into play when you were cracking brand deals at that point? Because now you have like these two platforms. You always would want to showcase your total number. So Mm -hmm. I would add up all the totals and be like, I have half a million followers, but I didn't have it on just one platform. I would break it down. But I think like seeing that 
yeah was like already eye catching right and then they decide like oh well actually they might have approached me for instagram but then when they found out i had even more on facebook then i was able to flip it to a facebook deal and maybe even get a little bit more money damn because i had more of a following right that's crazy yeah shit so what what was like some of the most wild brand deals that you did at that time? Like, cause in that era, it's completely different than it is now. But like, do you remember any of those that you were just like, God damn, that's crazy. Um, definitely a Jolly Rancher one for the Olympics. Yeah. I think that was like super random and like it just being candy and like, yeah, I was just like, that was weird, but it was cool. Um, what else? Wes and I, well, this is more recent, but like doing a Madden one, that was really cool. We've done Lyft, we've done. What'd you guys do for Madden? I do a ton of shit with them. Um, it was for maybe two years ago, the game. And we, it was, the campaign was about how it's more lifelike. Mm. So we would, we did a video with Marlon Webb. Mm. Do you know who that is? No. He's crazy. Maybe. He makes the like face. <laughs> the what face? Why did I even try? <laughs> yeah, I know. Don't show that. <laughs> he, he makes, makes a face. crazy faces. Um, and so we were all of a sudden playing the game. And the next thing you know, we're on the, a real football field. And like I'm running after them. I turn into a cheerleader. But then I'm trying to chase Wes. And then he throws the ball. And it was actually the remote control because we're still playing in the living room. And he yeah. throws it at the TV and breaks it. And we're all just like are you serious so i think that was one of that's crazy. the most creative like fun videos to right. do and like if you look at other creators like i don't think they would have like gone through the links and the special effects and Get stuff a football to do all field and yeah yeah huh. um and today i still think oceans eight was the craziest like me going to new york and me being able to interview like one of my favorite actresses of all time that's crazy yeah so what that that was like you just get in you have a limited time with them yeah it was literally like good morning america uh abc news brandy another talk show and i'm just like you they prepped me for like two minutes they're like as soon as you walk in you have five minutes if you want to waste that time introducing yourself taking pictures then that's on you but you have to answer or you have to ask these questions and you have to get like your content so already I was like, oh my God. I mean, I do want to say hi. I don't want right. to be rude, but I don't yeah. have enough time. Um, yeah, it was crazy. So what? And then we go to the premiere and then they had an after party at Cartier with billions of dollars of jewelry all around and access to rooms that only like the millionaires people. can get. Yeah, yeah. Right. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, so I think a lot of experiences outweigh like the brand. Totally. So what, what would you go by yourself for that or how do you how did what It's like, usually a group. Sometimes I get to bring a plus one. Um and But how then, did you film this? Like if you're Oh, just vlog style and then they had like their real cameras and then they I they just gave me like gave a memory card. Okay. Yeah. I was like you had to literally stand there like this and be oh, like, "Hey, no, no, so no, what's no. up?" It was literally like a sit down like whole setup room like wow. they rented out the penthouse of the hotel oh, and the shit. girls were in there just one day. Oh, and that was another thing. They were like you can pick room A or room B, like the matrix. It was like, do you want room A with Mindy Kaling, Sarah Paulson, and uh, Rihanna wasn't there. The, another lady that was in it, or do you want the room with Sandra Bullock, Kate Blanchett, and Aquafina? 
I was like, I love Mindy. I love The Office. Right. What am I going to do? And then I pick Sandra. Yeah, you got to go Sandra, yeah, man. It's Sandra. like, come on. Yeah. You might, you, Sandra's a girl. <laughs> That's crazy. So, so you would walk in and they were already there. And so you basically yeah. just, hey, what's so up? So I was flown in the day before. We had like an influencer dinner briefing the night before. Like, this is what's going to happen tomorrow. Don't wear these colors. You know, show up like this. And then the next morning, it's like breakfast, and then they shuttle us to the hotel. There's paparazzi outside, because by this time, they've seen them walk in. Yeah. So it's like all of us walking through. Um, <laughs> they're telling us not to say what we're there for. And Damn. like it was just like my first like really kind of Hollywood yeah. experience in what, New York. How did, like for you, with that specific interview, how do you feel like it went for you as someone that does the interviews and do you feel like you took advantage of the full five minutes i don't even remember what happened like that's how nervous i was i'm surprised i said words (laughs) because i was so nervous looking back like you could just tell i was like hey oh god i didn't sound that bad but i do i do wish i was a little bit more comfortable to have a little bit more fun yeah but i got what i needed and i didn't like i didn't blow it right so i'm happy with that were they like adamant about the five minutes you're out of oh, here yeah like, yeah they, like they cut us off mid sentence really like all right you're done yeah because their their press junket is so crazy of like they can't run over and i'm sure like brandy versus good morning america yeah like, right, right right we gotta keep yeah. strict. oh and then honestly another probably the first best experience was doing um the kevin hart what now promo going to hawaii to film with kevin hart is that what you did yeah. What, what to make so, a sketch or something or what was the promo? Yeah. So this was his first um, stand up that he took to the theater. Yeah. Um, and he was filming the first Jumanji. Then him and The Rock and yeah. everybody were in Hawaii and they literally he was like I can't even come to like them they have to come to me so they had invited Wes Daystorm Batch Clarity and I think Tonio Skits to come do sketches with him like it was like free range it's like show up give kevin the script you have 30 minutes and get whatever wow. you can get so yeah we all flew out there west got invited and i was like well, i'm coming so you're gonna find a spot yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and so his was like a classroom skit where kevin hart was a spanish teacher and i was like a, oh and that so he they had me speaking spanish i don't speak spanish <laughs> and that was my first role so i'm there with tonio skits like 20 minutes before we're meeting kevin hart and he's teaching me the Spanish sentence I need to say. So I'm already like freaking out. Yeah, I'm in Hawaii shooting sketch with Kevin Hart and I got to speak Spanish right. and we only have 30 minutes. So if I mess up, like I'm going to ruin it oh, for everybody. Oh God, That was crazy. But he loved it. What up creators? I want to remind you about our community at jointhehomies.com. The homies are the squad of legends who support what we do here at Black Window Cream so we can continue to build this platform into the best educational space for content creators on earth. And in return for that support, we give you a bunch of sick perks all month long, like access to our live stream tutorials and hangouts, bonus podcast episodes, and so much more. Check us out at jointhehomies.com. Let's go. Yeah. Kevin seems like a person who's like really open to collaboration. Yeah. He's super chill and like really fun and humble. And he's not like it's even though his schedule is so crazy, I still don't know how he gets all this stuff done in a day. But you wouldn't tell, like, he doesn't come in tired, he doesn't right. come in cranky, he's just, like, ready and appreciative that we're there. Which has got to be so inspiring for you guys yeah. to, like, come in from this different mm-hmm. angle and see what it's like 
you know, taking him going this like traditional route, I guess yeah. you would call it. I don't know. It's interesting to see that and, and kind of get experience. Yeah. Like how I think, to move. Yeah. There's certain actors and celebrities who were like made for social media. They just didn't know it. Like right. Will Smith. Oh yeah. Like, I'm glad he's here, but even if he started like two years ago, like it would have been amazing. I know we, yeah. we just, so every Wednesday we do a morning roast segment where we like talk on different topics. And mm-hmm. this, this one that comes out, I think a week before this episode will drop, it's called we stand Will Smith. And uh, <laughs> it's literally, we literally just talked about him yesterday for like a half hour because he's like a pioneer of being able to, it's crazy when you see these celebrities, like, like, I didn't know Leonardo DiCaprio had an Instagram. I didn't either. But when you go to it, it looks like it's an Instagram ran by his nonprofit. You know what I mean? Okay. Like it doesn't feel like him. Yeah. Because he doesn't need you to know anything about Mm -hmm. him. And Will, all these people are like the same thing where they're Mm -hmm. just like off the grid and they're so famous before so they don't even have numbers and that's probably why they don't put put an account out because Mm -hmm. it's like, well, then I look like I'm not as famous as I am. But then he comes in full court press and just yeah. destroys. But I think what's cool about Will and, and Dwayne Johnson and all these people is like, and Kevin, it's like they open up the door for collaboration and they bring in different creators mm-hmm. that are going to try new things that they yeah. may not have done before. Yeah, because you know? they respect the space. Like they know that they're kind of just joining and they have like the fan base. Yeah. But they didn't like start from sketches and doing all this stuff. So I think it's smart on their end to right. like utilize who was there kind of from the beginning. Yeah, I love that. Is it, yeah. when you guys do collaborations, is it usually like you coming up with an idea like, oh, this will work well with this person. I wanna reach out to them and see if they have time. And, cause I, that's what yeah. Vine was, was like, mm-hmm. you got excited when you saw your favorite Viner working with the other favorite Viner, blah, blah, blah. And like yeah. they would make these videos. Now I feel like it's happening again. With t- are you doing TikTok? I am. Yeah? I'm newly addicted. I I really thought that I wasn't going to like it because, you know, it was Musical.ly. Yeah. And so I had my old page from Musical.ly that has just been sitting there. Right. Um, But now, yeah, I'm doing TikToks and it's kind of reminiscent of Vine days, but Mm. even a little bit easier because there's no dialogue. Well, I'm so far like doing the dances and like the voiceovers. Yeah. I do need to work on like creating original stuff because I feel like that's what helps you stand out more. Yeah. But like the other day last week like six of us girls got together and we were i have 28 draft tiktoks in my phone right now like to drop we, yeah all like different we would just shoot them draft it shoot them draft it and Damn. so every day i'm like uploading three that's and so like, sick yeah i went from i was at like 5k last week now i'm at like 16 god damn yeah and i'm just posting it's so like effortless well and it's also it's, it seems to be like when Vine, Vine was really popular because people could share videos. Oh, yeah. That's what I wish they would have. Like, yeah. Like, Revine, they should, like, be able to share a TikTok. Cause then, but then it might be too saturated. I've thought about, like, why they might not be doing it. But how'd they do it on Vine? I mean, I don't remember being annoyed by, like, seeing a bunch of the same Vines over and over again. Yeah. Was that how it was? Like, if 15 people reposted it. your video, am mm-hmm. I the consumer because I follow all of them seeing your video 15 times. I wonder the ratio between like how many people used Vine and how many people use TikTok because I feel like Vine, a lot of people watched Vine, but they weren't mm. making Vines. Right. Whereas like yeah. everybody's making TikToks yeah. and watching TikToks. Because the famous people of TikTok are, the mo- are just regular Mm-hmm. I'm in high school or yeah. junior high or some shit. Yeah, it's crazy. But they're famous now. Like, yeah. 
There's and one like, girl. I know you're doing this at lunch. Like I see yeah. you in the cafeteria. It's crazy. But it's 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 interesting because I'm trying to figure out like it doesn't look like there's a lot like the people that get millions of views. Mm-hmm. Those don't feel like ads. Like you, I only see the actual ads that yeah. TikTok makes me mm-hmm. see. You know what I mean? But I'm interested to see how will they prevail into this new this space, right? Mm-hmm. That I feel like this is where they would all want to get famous and go to is like having access to celebrities, having access to mm-hmm. all this stuff. And I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. It's interesting yeah. to watch from us, from me like working with brands so much and seeing how brands navigate and shit. Yeah. Like I was just thinking of this. This makes me think of another funny thing was when I was doing a bunch of stuff with EA. Um, mm-hmm. I was trying to, I directed some shit for Madden and then we were going to do another Madden video that we were doing and we pitched batch on it to be like, the co-lead or something mm-hmm. on this sketch. And I remember off, we offered him like a dumb amount of money, like thick bag, which I thought was sick. He was like eight hours of work. Like maybe it was like 70 grand or something. Like I said, and he had to turn it down. And I was like, what? <laughs> He's like, yeah, he doesn't want to do it. Cause we want, we need him to post on Facebook and Instagram and he he charges like way more for just one of those. And we were like, Dang. whoa. And that shit was when I realized what it was, what this whole platform yeah, can do for people. Yeah, he's on a whole other level. It's insane. Yeah, and he, but he did it like taking people to YouTube and having mm-hmm. his like really long sketch videos where he was like shooting on reds and you know what I mean, like yeah. trying to experiment. It's like mm-hmm. everyone seems to kind of get the the grip on people and yeah. then go in their own space. Yeah, you got to try new things. Like when Daystorm did uh, Trapped, it was like a. A play on like R. Kelly's Trapped in the Closet. Yeah. And that like took off crazy. It was just supposed to be a couple videos and he ended up doing like 30 or something. Damn. Like kept um, putting more people in the cast and stuff. And like that was really fun. And then as soon as we're all like, yeah, yeah, what's the next one? He's like, no, I'm done with that. I'm doing something else. Like he's really good at like just trying new avenues right. all the time. That's interesting. I know like Woody did the remix of Kevin's stand up. Oh, yeah. And that. that- yeah, so many people are doing that now. I feel like he was the first. And I know. Yeah. But then he kind of, he just did a couple and he stopped too. Yeah. But that got Kevin interested in him, mm-hmm. which is sick. And then he brought him on his platform. Kevin's intro video, I think for, the, what's it? Laugh Out Loud? Yeah. He like made the first video or so, something. I don't remember what it was, but the same dude that did um, the VFX when in our video that hasn't come out yet. <laughs> Fire video. Probably get tons of views. Yeah. Um, I think it's like, you're holding your phone and Woody pops out of the phone. Like my friend oh, did the. Oh, com- I do remember that because I was at the launch for that, and I think they showed it. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. So yeah, that's that's um, Kavika. He's he did all the VFX for that, but he's he's been on the podcast and shit too. It's crazy just how people link through all the shit yeah. and like get connected to like major major projects and then like low level projects. Mm-hmm. But when when you go into starting to do that, when did you really start taking the reviews serious? Like, was it just because you were? oh shit I just interviewed Sandra Bullock and like all these other people or yeah I didn't even start doing it then like I gave a really brief review for that but I think the first one I tried to do which looking back now I'm like what was I thinking I did Ma because I got that crazy package and the movie was just so bizarre Hmm. I was like I want to see what other people think too and I filmed it in my brother's backyard just like with my phone and then I was like okay we got to do better than that and then I thought about like green screen and where I could set it up at home. Um, honestly, Joker was the one where I was like, it benefits me having like the access 
and being able to jump on it before other people. Yeah. Sometimes I'm seeing it a week early or two weeks early. Queen and Slim, I saw two months early. Wow. So I'm like, let me take advantage of this. But because Joker was so unique in that they didn't do any screenings, like it wasn't a big influencer run at all. They There weren't like... I don't think he did interviews until after the movie. It was such a, like, what is going on with this movie? People right. were interested that um, it caught on really quickly when mm. I posted. Uh, quickly for me. Like, it's only at, like, two, 3,000. Right. But, like, for not posting at all. Yeah. And then that one. Um, yeah, I was like, okay, let me just challenge myself to do this for movies that I, like, really enjoy. And there's, like, such a good audience for, obviously, films. People mm -hmm. watch films and yeah. then they do if films do really really well and people start searching for these interviews yeah. or start searching it's like as you become kind of this goat in that space mm -hmm. it's like then even the film they're going to want you to have longer conversations with these actors yeah. or you know what i mean because it's at some point will switch to be more organic than getting a, a late show because it's mm -hmm. like a late show goes out and most people only see like a tiny little minute clip from it and don't even watch the full thing because exactly. they don't have whatever yeah. you know network it is i guess yeah what what is your kind of goal right now moving forward like in this space you're you're still making varieties of different pieces of content like what mm -hmm. what do you want to be doing moving forward um i want to like you said take reviews to the next level i've already gotten approached like hey can you review my independent film what wow. would it take and i'm like whoa i haven't even broadcast that like i'm open yeah. to like doing that but that's like something new that I'm trying to think about like if that's something I can fit in my schedule and make a thing um I'm in acting class like I said that was like my main goal so trying to just blend those worlds or at least be able to work on them equally at the same time right which is why I think I've been navigating towards movies because I get to study the actors I get to be around the producers the directors like know the environment practice for my own red carpet right um stuff like that and then just growing my my instagram i want to kind of solidify my brand i feel like i'm a little bit all over the place which mm. i don't mind but like i want people people to be able to know like all right this is love brandy marie right. so i've been opening up more um like i said i i was brought to the like a boss premiere in new york and they had us make a video of like well how did you become a boss and it really got me thinking like yeah i'm my own boss now but i'm not the boss that i want to be mm. so i do need to level up in all these areas and then i really just opened up and gave my journey of how i even got to la which i've never shared publicly yet yeah and i got really good feedback like oh wow we all thought that you know you influencers kind of just get it, it happened <laughs> yeah and i'm like in my head, I'm like, how could you think that? There's so many of us. We all have struggles, but a lot of people don't talk about it. Right. And they kind of just make it seem like it's all glamorous. But I'm definitely open to, like, sharing. Like, I don't mind sharing anything that I've learned or, like, right. helping people along the way. Like, yeah. I go to VidCon. I like to do panels. Like, just sharing information and working my way towards my own movie yeah. and TV show. I love that. Yeah. Is it acting class? Like, can you talk about what the experience is like for people who don't know um i don't know what acting mm -hmm. class is like but how yeah. often do you go to those classes like are you um, going specifically for like do you take a class for like i want to be able to uh be a 
detective someday. There's a class for that. Or is it just a general, like, overall you're learning as what yeah. these acting First of like? all, there's so many acting classes in L.A. And, like, it's good and bad. So definitely get recommendations and, like, people who've actually gone because there's so many people out there to just take your money. Right. They don't really know what they're talking about yeah. or paying for like oh go to this casting workshop and you really think like all right i'm paying 500 dollars i'm gonna get cast in something and like nothing happens right so they're so expensive so you really got to be strategic mm. and if you're gonna spend that money i'm currently at margie haber um studio and i like going to acting coaches who who were actors right. there's some who are like they've never acted they've just taken acting class and, and i'm study. like yeah, and I'm like, mm, I don't know about that. But I just finished an in, an intensive, which was twice a week for like seven hour classes. Holy shit. Yeah, and you, you do stuff on camera. You got to come in ready. They train you in such different ways. Like there's a cold read where it's like they prepare you for how an audition is. Because sometimes you'll get an audition overnight. Like, oh, you got to go audition for this tomorrow at noon right and you get it at 10 p.m like how are you supposed to prepare like 12 pages and have it memorized so they give you the tools from like this is what you do if you forget your line um this is how you ask if you can take it back again or like don't ask to take it back from the top if you're already halfway down right like, you learn so much right now i'm in an ongoing one where every week we just get a new genre and we just have to make it our own so we've done Mad Men, like using old scripts so you can kind of adjust to like what the what the casting was looking for after reading the pilot. Because that's also like the tricky part is like right. you never know what they're looking for um, if you've never seen the show or like the movie's not out. Yeah. And it's really just about being you. Hmm. Like people know who they want, like the first two lines. It's off of your look. And it's off of how confident you are right. and kind of just your interpretation of the role. Have you um, started to do a bit of like auditioning? I was auditioning. It's crazy because I'm looking back. I was like not prepared. I've auditioned for a lot of like big things. I just don't think I was ready. Right. And I wasn't trained right because I'm such a nervous wreck so like the audition <laughs> like uh, but if I it was at home and I'm doing it like by myself I killed it right but once you get in the room and it's because I didn't know all those tips and tricks yeah and getting comfortable with like 15 people staring at you with a blank face like they could love you but they still just have to be like okay thank you right and then you're like oh crap I failed but that's not even the case so like I've auditioned for Riverdale um, the Flash, Cobra Kai, a lot of like, um, I guess TV shows, not really movies. How do you go? About, like, do you have someone that represents you now for that I stuff? I had an acting manager and a, and then Batch's sister, Christina, mm -hmm. is my like social media kind of all around manager. Dope. But at the time I was with Luba Rocklin right. for acting. So then they yeah. would go kind of hunt or they're the ones that are kind yeah, of Yeah, like, I would just seeking. get an email like, are you free tomorrow at 12? you're gonna go read for this and Damn. then i'd have to drop everything i'm doing and like prepare for it so yeah. that's also like why social media is such like a great job to have attacking that career goal as well because my schedule's open mm -hmm. and i kind of make it up as i go right and the beauty of it is that um i'm trying to remember who it was hannah stocking maybe that I was with mm -hmm. one day and then they're like oh we have to go 
to Atlanta to be in this like Tyler Perry movie. Oh yeah, they were in uh, Medea's Halloween. Yeah, Boo or something. But he had just he they hired like one of the influencer people to be an actress, mm-hmm. and then she was there and. I think Tyler was like looking through her Instagram and was watching the videos and was like, "Oh, this girl's funny too. Is she available oh, right now?" Oh, I didn't know he picked. It was him some like random. That. That's crazy yeah. because it was her, Inanna, yeah, and Lexi mm-hmm. was in it too. And then that was it. But it was like and something Liza. like that. Yeah, they're like, mm-hmm. "Oh, they're, this person's funny. Like, you can are they? They literally would be like, are you available?'" And like, yeah. And yeah. Then they flew out the next day. And they were in a movie, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" But like, <laughs> you don't realize that you're so many actors are doing I would my homie was an actor that and is an actor that I lived with for a while when I moved out here mm-hmm. and I would always help him film his audition tapes and stuff and there's yeah. so many audition tapes and they feel like they got it mm-hmm. and I even did it with Lil Romeo um, <laughs> I was at his house and he needed me to shoot something and it was just him and it was for Will Smith and I have no idea if the oh, wow. part ever came but it's like mm-hmm. even at that status where people know you know you you know yeah. what I mean like Will knows who Rome is and mm-hmm. but he still has to audition because there's all these other heads that have to make a decision yeah exactly and it's gotta be what a there's a girl that was just in my acting class she just sold a show to Hulu and she's in acting class because she's she wrote herself as the lead character and they're making her audition for it for her show yes that she wrote (laughs) that she just sold to them and she like you know had no idea that she was gonna have to audition for her own show that's crazy so she's like i've never auditioned before she kind of thought it would be like an Issa ray thing where like she had awkward black girl and she's just in insecure they're like no we need to see if somebody else can do it better i'm like what that's brutal yeah. yeah you gotta make sure when you sell that thing you're for sure attached you know what yeah. i mean like but so now she's taking class because that's what another thing i'm always interested in. i'm like do actor actors and actresses continue to go to like acting schools yeah. during like their whole time like is that yeah. like something they all do I, yeah i'm i know the quote is always like denzel still goes to acting class i don't know if he actually does or if it's consistent, but for sure, if you're doing a new role or new character you've never done, you have to train for it. Of like course. Michael B. Jordan doing Killmonger. Right. Like that was a whole new character he had to like attach himself to. Yeah, it's like so, the same part as like getting a trainer to get your body in shape for yeah, this, yeah. the role. It's like you gotta mentally understand how yeah. to attack. Interesting. That's so crazy. That's, that's gotta be one of the most stressful jobs to do yeah. and, to, and heartbreaking jobs as well it is like you have to be so willing to accept rejection because that's what it is most of the time mm. like a hundred no's before maybe the one yes right and then you start all over again Shit. until you become like a huge name that's but, insane yeah god damn well mm-hmm. Shit, this is great. I know you're wearing some Beyonce swag right now. She walked in, she's wearing the Coachella. First of all, you guys, I was so excited. Like, I feel so honored to be here because I'm (laughs) such a fan of all of your work. Like, from the Chris Brown days. And then when you joined Beyonce Seam, I was like, okay, Ben, (laughs) what are you doing? And, like, all the videos you post, I'm like, I don't know if people understand. Like, yes, Beyonce is amazing and, and she is what she is. But, like you capturing it in the ways that you capture it like that's talent well like, shit ha- thank yeah. you appreciate it it's fucking I, it's always funny like i don't know it's funny as hell it's just weird because i didn't you know what i mean like yeah. it's not like i planned on this shit or yeah. ever working with her or whatever and it's uh it's cool to see it come full circle mm-hmm. and then obviously to hear from people that like get my side of shit but also mm-hmm. are super fans of yeah. what she does because she yeah. just takes it to another level or whatever but you were at you were just telling us you went to 
from the OTR2 tour. You yeah, did both and I was bragging about you the whole time. So I could see <laughs> you on the stage with the camera, and I'm like, I know him. He's getting that shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that shit's crazy. The show's yeah. crazy, right? What do you think of the show? I mean, I don't know how she keeps outdoing herself. Like, I just... I know that I say I'm her biggest fan and you might not believe me, but I'm literally her biggest fan. And I don't because you want to know why? Because I saw similar like people. I became friends with these fans Mm -hmm. that went to like all the U.S. shows. Like I saw them in the front row. I wish I could do that. Isn't that insane? I would do that. Every show. I was at Coachella too. Couldn't see a thing. I had to watch the screen because everybody was trampling me. That was but my I'm camera. There. That was one of my camera. Thank angles. you so That's much. Cool, right? Yes. I thought that was terrifying. I was yeah, and then to I didn't even know at the time that it would be on Netflix, so I was like either. low key <laughs> trying to record the whole thing so I could go watch it. Oh, uh, I always because talk she about that. Like DVDs. I'm not DVDs, but you know, like concert. Yeah. yeah right. Like everyone why fucking did we stop tweets that? me. Formation tour DVD. I'm like, I didn't yes. work with her on that. Quit asking me about. Have the access? No, I don't. No, I Fuck out! <laughs> like Jesus, like they have so much footage everywhere. Like I know, but goddamn, people ask me about that I all the time. Like like, she I has a master plan, and like stuff's just gonna drop. Yeah, she's a legend. She's crazy. Yeah. But that that I didn't know it was gonna be on Netflix either. Yeah. So it was crazy to watch. We always talk about that too. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I always feel like we always decide like when we're shooting tour, mm-hmm. um, we'd be like, who, you know, sometimes we'd like stand on the barriers to like get a shot or whatever. And there's all these fans yeah. and you feel bad getting mm-hmm. up to, in front of people, but we would just do it to people that were like on their phones, watching the show through their, their camera. Oh. Cause I'm like, you're sorry, but that angle doesn't matter as much as exactly. my angle. And also just sometimes enjoy that shit. I literally had to like talk to myself. I'm like, Brandy, just enjoy it. But like, I also was like, you guys need to see the amazingness <laughs> of her right now. So I'm just like, crazy. Right? I do. So nuts. Yeah. I know shit's super weird, but, um, yeah, I don't remember where I was going with that. There was something else I wanted to piggyback off that, but I can't remember, Sorry. but you are wearing, I don't, yeah, I don't have that this merch. Is, is that from, is that from Coachella? No, this, I got it as a birthday gift. Because oh, nice. Just know. And I've been waiting to debut it. I was going to do the TikTok challenge that everybody's doing. Are they doing a Beyonce TikTok challenge? Yeah. What is it? Um, It's like a dance. It's like the first 15 seconds of um, Who Run the World? Or I don't remember what. There's a couple songs going around. But yeah, you just like make up your own intro to this remix of a song. And it's just like Damn. quick dance choreo. So I'm like, I'll wear this for that. I told I text I text all the girls that were on tour as soon as TikTok started happening. Mm-hmm. I'm watching these like real basic basic farm girl, white girl, exactly. midwestern, and they're getting millions of views on these little dance things. I'm like, yo, y'all need mm-hmm. to take this over because this shit is crazy. Like for real, yeah. you have to do this. But um, they Ashley's like the first person to to post anything on it, mm-hmm. and she should Ashley. probably do this this little. Yeah, thing you're talking I about. I need right to now. know what it's called because a lot of times the challenges aren't like it's not like oh the Beyonce challenge, right? It's it's something random. Well, now it's like yeah. all the yummy girls doing oh, yeah, yummy. I did the yummy. You did challenge. it? Yeah. Did you drop it? Yeah, I find you. I gotta follow you. I, I love watching the shit. It's hilarious. I I'm I won't addicted. post anything. I posted f- like six videos and I'll post like fire shit. No love. Then I post a video of my girlfriend's toenails like <laughs> stuck to her sock. <laughs> half a million views and i'm like what and i st- i'm getting mad followers Welcome every day because that is that crazy i'm just like yeah. what the fuck and you then, never know what's gonna hit i know so you gotta just like keep going that's what i'm trying to get used to now because yeah. like i did one of the challenges where it's like 
what people think I am versus what I am. Because right. like everybody is confused on what my ethnicity is. And that one took off. But then this one that I spent like a really <laughs> long time learning the dance, nobody cared. No love shit. Yeah. I wonder if you delete it and repost it if it, if it would like... I don't how know. Their, how their platform handles that Because they stuff. did say, like I've met with TikTok and they're like, your feed isn't like important like how Instagram's is. Right. Like, it doesn't matter what it looks like. Right. And it's it's like quantity over quality kind of. Like the more you post, the better. Whereas like Instagram where like it has to be like a really yeah. good post, this is the exact opposite. So getting used to that mindset is kind of stressing me out too. Right. I'm like, no, I shouldn't post another one today. Yeah. But the more, the better. Well, shit. There's a great tip for all you future TikTokers. Yes. Qual- quality. No, quantity over quality. But at the same time, I don't <laughs> Still want you quantity. making bad videos. Right. It's just like, There's don't so make it There's so much perfect. trash on there. There's so much trash yeah. on there. You have to... Oh, man. That's the only part. If like people could kind of wean out and like give up the dream mm-hmm. early, that'd be dope. Because then it'd just be a bunch <laughs> that'd of... That'd be dope. You know what I mean? It'd just be a bunch of better shit. Like, because you have to scroll for like... Oh, Dave will sit here and watch, when I try to show him TikTok, he's sitting here like staring at like why are we doing this and i was like because i promise you we're gonna find one that's funny as hell (laughs) it's like it's in there it's Uh, so addicting no this is great uh thank you for coming on the show thank you for having me yeah i uh so i have a hashtag thing but i also just realized now and i'm uh nervous that everyone's been wondering like my i have this cut on my lip and it's because my cat and i always fuck around with each other and she got my ass today (laughs) or last night so uh, i just now wanted to make a note about that for anyone that's judging me in that Sorry for your injury. Thanks so much. She always does it. It's a pain in the ass. It's a little cat love. I love cats. Me too. I could never have one, but they're funny. You could. I didn't. No, think I, I don't. Cared. I wouldn't want one. I'd be scared to sleep at night. No, they're, they're so no. mischievous. She was laying in my arm last night, and then bam. See, you never know. No, when that's because I picked her up and I was like, "Oh, you want me to put you down? You want me to put you down?" And then she just looked at me and, and she got my ass. <laughs> I deserve every time I'm cut in the face, which is all the time on this podcast. I deserve every time that oh, happens. Okay. So you should get a cat. They're cool. I'll think about it. Yeah, check it out. Cats are dope. Check it out. Um, all right, before we wrap this up, this is what we do. I'm trying something new. We usually would always tell everyone to go to... So, okay, here's what I'm going to do. Okay. They're going to go... It, a lot of people listen on audio only. Mm-hmm. So if you don't, if you do that, know that there's a YouTube video. You can see our pretty faces chatting over here. But I want you to go to the YouTube video, and they're going to basically put this hashtag that you pick. So I'm letting you pick a hashtag. So they have to put the hashtag. So we both know, like, whenever we go to watch this interview... Oh that they made it. So I also want them to put a takeaway. So mm. you have to put this hashtag that Brandy's about to pick and give us one takeaway from this episode, like what you learned or found out about you or anything interesting. I'm That's interested exciting. in that. exciting. Yeah, Wait, cool. so what is the hashtag? Anything you want. Anything. Anything you want. Just something that's like fun that we both know that that, that means that they listened an hour and 26 minutes of us chatting. I kind of want it to be like the bees, like, Ben, Brandy, Beyonce—we're like all. <laughs> I like that. Three B for life. Three B for life—is that the hashtag? Yes. Three B for life and a takeaway. The number three. I love that. All right, that's solid. The, <laughs> it's the three so Bs. Uh, I wasn't prepared, guys. You got the Beyonce shirt. Yeah. I got Ivy Park. It makes See? sense. Yeah. Oh yeah, we need to talk about this Ivy Bs. Park merch. That's another podcast. I got none. I was in line. <laughs> you were? It, yes. Sold out. It was a thing. The shoes were sold out. I'm very upset because I feel like my outfit is not complete. Oh, man. And they didn't tell me, like, where I could get it. Like, I didn't know it was at Foot Locker until the night before. Shit. Yeah. Drama, man. I know. The person that would give me the plug, Mm -hmm. she hit me up for my shoe size, and she told me they don't have my shoe size. I said, give me 
half, I was campaigning hard for an orange box to show up yeah. somewhere in my life. They come. They'll come when you least expect it. <laughs> All right, we're wrapping this up. Okay. Anything else you want to say? This, this is great. This is awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Um, you guys support Ben, everything he does. <laughs> Thank you. Keep listening. Yeah, I already learned stuff listening to your other episodes. Shit. So. That's if you dope. have any other questions, I mean, I'm always down to answer. Love give that. tips. Yes. Find me. We'll put all, all your channels. links. We'll put yeah. we'll put all the stuff in there. But no, this yeah. is awesome. Appreciate it. Now we're gonna get some photos with you. Yes. Cool. All right. Okay. Bye, people. Bye. That's it for episode 154. Big shout out to Brandy for coming on the podcast. We appreciate you. Um, make sure to follow her. The links are in the description. You can check out her work. She's hilarious. Um, if you ever wanted to ask any of our podcast guests questions during the Q&A experience, you can do that by joining us on Patreon. It's a way to financially support the podcast, help us keep the lights on, and uh, keep bringing out more amazing content like these interviews with Brandy. So go to jointhehomies.com to check that out. And uh, that's it. Enjoy you know, your whole week. I'm very tired. I just got back from Miami uh, shooting content for the Super Bowl, and the Super Bowl starts in like an hour. So I'm going to go tune into that while I edit. Uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram. You know, we're, we're at like 10K or something. We're doing pretty good, but we'd do better if you joined us. So at Black Red No Green, follow us. And join us on YouTube. Subscribe there or whatever podcast platform you're tuning in right now. Subscribe, leave reviews, do all the shit that most people would plug right now because it helps all podcasters out there. This isn't easy. We appreciate you. I love you. Have a good week. Goodbye.